welcome to the podcast today. No episode yesterday, because I told you last week, if there's nothing to talk about, there's nothing to talk about. We are doubling up on guests and interviews today. Actually, actually a lot of people. Uh, we are going to start off with the crew from Maybe Cheese Born With It. Uh, Sugar and Keith will be on in just a second. No mahogany. And um, if you did not know, our local food truck that you might have gotten a taste of at the Old West End Festival or you've watched the show, The Great Food Truck Race, uh, Maybe Cheese Born With It is in the finals for that show on the cusp of $50,000. And I try to get them to violate whatever non-disclosure agreement they signed. The publicist did not hop on the call, so we're clear. No lawsuits. They are having a viewing Sunday night. We'll get to that in the interview. We'll get to the Ghost Pepper Sugar 8 that did not air. And uh, I wanted to know if there's another cause besides, you know, the obvious. Uh, Quality Toledo, uh, our friends in the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, Sugar was doing stuff for people with autism. If there's another cause that's close to her. And she hits that as well. Right after... What a segue. We're going to go from talking about the fabulous and delicious great food truck race and our local contestants to... Would you like to be a comma Toledo police officer? Every six months or so, we have TPD drop by and we have some new friends, Officer Hatch, Officer Neal, to talk about tpdhire.com. They are recruiting. There are some upcoming tests to take to see if you uh, have what it takes to be a Toledo police officer and start off, one, getting paid at the academy and two, graduating the academy and making like 50-some grand. It's a very tough job. There might be... No more difficult time in our lives to be a police officer or someone in that type of position. Uh, the pay, I would say, for here is quite commensurate. Um, if you're making 50 some thousand dollars look, we are all in different situa- situations, but generally speaking, which I try to avoid, if you're making 50 some grand and you are on the young side and you don't have any college debt, you're, that is really, really good. You could start a food truck pretty easily. Uh, maybe cheese born with it. First up, then our friends from Toledo Police. Welcome to today's podcast. Sarah, are you going to step aside until I say something offensive and then you're going to come back and crack me? <laughs> maybe she's gone. Sarah, are you gone for good? She's probably just chilling. Hi, sugar. Hi. Um, I'm glad we got to do this because I, I missed the first round of all the fun, but I was so glad that you got to talk to everybody here. Yeah, it was so insane and so fun. Um, Like, everything hit, uh, like, the show uh, premiered the same weekend as the Old West End Festival, right? Yes. Um, Like, all the stars were were aligned for the media and the show and the festival. Um, I hope the stars will be aligned on Sunday. Thank you. I I think that they will, but we're going to have to see. Um, how much would they find you? And watch, here's the Sarah question. How much would they find you if you violated the NDA? I mean, I'm billions kidding. and billions. <laughs> well, we're, we're all going to win mega millions tonight anyway. Um, before we talk uh, some cheese things, um, you're originally from Royal Oak. Yes. Do you, One of my favorite places is up there, though I've heard the restaurant has slipped a little bit, but the bar side is still a blast. Did you ever go to Pronto? 
Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, I uh, I I missed the heck out of that place when I uh, lived up there. When I would go visit a friend of mine who lived in Royal Oak, I would always go there. Salads and then martinis and fun and heavy drinking. Yes, everything good in the world. Um, let's step ahead to Sunday night. Is there any kind of viewing party that you're doing anywhere? Yes, we are going to be at the Brick downtown Toledo. Okay. Uh, from I think what was it, Keith? Eight p.m. to ten thirty p.m. Okay. So eight from nine will be a cocktail hour. Nine to ten to show, and then a little bit of cocktails afterwards, wrapping it up. Just a little bit of cocktails, and and hopefully lots and lots of celebrating. I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, nice try. I, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm going to keep prying. Um, <laughs> my friend Mary from from the Blade told me that some of the other. Um, uh, food trucks in the show were already getting like some kind of attention and whatnot. Have you been? Have you reached the point of being overwhelmed yet? Like I know there's a, um, I can book you on the website, but I'm guessing you've got to be backed up for weeks and maybe months. What's the attention been like from here locally, but everywhere else too? I wouldn't say that we are overwhelmed. I'd say that we are perfectly whelmed. Perfectly whelmed. We- <laughs> um, it's been so okay. Yes, it's been overwhelming. Um, the support's been amazing. We are most of our weekends are pretty solidly booked for the next two months or so. So we might have like one or two weekend openings just if, if all of the stars aligned but right. yeah we are pretty well booked up what about so since you are now a national entity um will so crazy you, will you will you take uh will you travel a little bit farther like maybe if it's just columbus or detroit or chicago i mean we're open to anything if the money's right honey right right <laughs> Oh. But we, we have so much support here in Toledo. I mean, it would really take something special to bring us out of this area because we can go. Uh, there's so many places in town where there's just demand for us. And we really want to we want to give these people in Toledo who've been supporting us every opportunity to get our delicious mac and cheese. Uh, speaking of support, you want to show a little love to Keith, who is here and Mahogany, because I know, you know, they have been a great support with all of this. Oh my God, Keithy Weathy's sitting next to me right now. He uh, he has been my my rock. He's somewhere between a vice president and a personal assistant. I don't know what, but he's here all the time. And I mean, you really you see both of them on the show. They worked so hard. Keithy Weathy gave himself heat stroke. He went he went to the hospital after Glamis. He cracked a rib going down that sand dune. Um, and, and then Mahogany. Uh, it was so beautiful to see her um, in this past week at Long Beach. There was the uh, trans pride parade that came to our truck. And just seeing her face light up was such a special moment. Um, I know things had, had gotten testy at times. I remember um, watching Twitter the first week of the show. And there was uh, the usual amount of, amount of idiots. But I'm glad things <laughs> po- uh, pointed in a good direction. Have you made any friends that you'll stay in contact with or, or business contact? Or, you know, this is obviously like the memories for a lifetime, but do you have any of those mm-hmm. people you'll take with you? Oh, absolutely. Um, on the show, Senoritas and us were there the whole time together. So we definitely grew close. Uh, Southern Pride Asian Fusion is another of the teams. They were such great dudes. We talked to them all the time. Good. Uh, really, the, the entire filming experience. And then uh, some of the people on the crew as well. I mean, we were a month and a half just really in the trenches with each other. There was one day off in the entire experience, and that is it. So we formed a lot of really close relationships to people that we still talk to today. 
day. How long How long were the days? I know, um, you know, we only see like 30 minutes an hour of a time when we're watching our favorite TV shows or movies or whatnot. <laughs> but is it like an 18 or 20 hour day? How grueling was it? It was the hardest we have ever worked, period. <laughs> I had to get up at 4 a.m. every single morning to put on this makeup. And oh, Lord. And then until 10 at night or later. Right. So, yeah, it was 100 hours a week every single week. It was exhausting and stressful, but so, so worth it. Yeah, there were definitely sure. some mornings we would pull out the truck at 5 o'clock in the morning and not pull that truck back in until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock that night. Did you ever have those days where you look at one another and you just go, what did we get ourselves into? Now you take that breath and go, this is awesome, but I'm sure there were some times <laughs> outside of one thing you ate, I want to ask you about where you were like, what did we get ourselves into? Oh my God, that was every day we were asking ourselves that all day. And we were the least experienced. We are such the underdogs in this entire competition. Everyone else had, you know, decades of experience and awards and a salsa factory. And, you know, we're there learning in front of the Food Network cameras and doing our darndest. And, you know, it turns out hard work really does pay off because it was 100% hard work, scratching and clawing our way to this finale. And it just feels so great to have made it to this hold, point. Hold on. It was not 100% hard work. I mean, out of the hard work came the food. <laughs> a big percentage of this is really good food, too, right? Right? Oh, of course. But I mean, making the good food is hard work, baby. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to ask you this question, and I know I know the answer, and you alluded to it a little bit there, how you, you were kind of the amateurs, the rookies, there's professionals here. Um, do you feel you had an unfair advantage in the realm of your, let's say, presentation fab and glam? I wouldn't call it an unfair advantage because every single team picked their outfits and did their own marketing. I just happened to pick better. Yes, exactly. Wait, where's my quote here from my friend Mary at the Blade? Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, something about it's it's the great food truck race, not the best meritorious meal or something like that. So I love that you could go out there and get customers like that. And, and I certainly I think it yeah. played to your advantage. It definitely did. And I mean, that a food truck is a different beast. You're not sitting in a Michelin kitchen and nobody's waiting yeah. an hour and a half for their meal. It's about making quality food that people want to eat and getting it, getting it in their hands quickly and in a reasonable amount of time. And that's really one of the things that we excelled at. To go back nobody to the big, Sorry, keep going. Nobody... Nope. We just realized going out there, nobody wanted to walk up to a food truck and wait 30, 45 minutes. They want to walk up to a food truck and they want their food in their hands in less than five minutes. So mm -hmm. that was one of our biggest things is opening up, getting our food prepped and getting it to the customers as quick as we could. Um, to go back to the very beginning of this, Sugar, when did you have the aha moment um, to do maybe cheese born with it, the food truck? It was, uh, it was honestly, it's all because of the Rona. Um, I had been working here at Toledo at the Autism Model School for seven years, and we had that long break because of the Rona. And when I went back to work, I think like a lot of Americans, I was like, you know what? I cannot do this job for this amount of money, hard stop, period. I can't do it. I love it, but the stress versus I, I, I need something else. So obviously, the obvious choice, choice was a pink glittered food truck on the Food Network. I think it's a great idea. I mean, you and everybody else. I, I'm, I'm actually surprised you're not booked 
like through the holidays. I know like some of the other people around here, I, I follow Bistro Burger pretty closely. Mm-hmm. And I know some of these places have to get have had to get second trucks because people love this food truck revolution that we're living in right now. Oh my God, definitely. A second truck is on our horizon. And I honestly think a brick and mortar as well. What Chipotle did for the burrito, I want to do for mac and cheese. That's my entire business concept. Um, It's quick service. It's amazing food and you can build your toppings in and out and love it. On the horizon as in you're going to win on Sunday night? Because... I don't know about that. You're not going to get me. The Food Network's listening, Eric Chase. Last couple of questions. Uh, Since you want to do brick and and mortar, what part of town are you eyeing? Something on Adam Street or downtown or elsewhere? Um, Baby, I am keeping my options absolutely open. So if you have a building and a good deal, give me a phone call. Okay. Um, Last (laughs) thing, unless there's anything else you want to add into all this, but can you tell me uh, about the ghost pepper story that most people did not Uh. see? (laughs) oh my god so in the very first week in laguna beach we're standing there on the beach uh he's doing the introduction the intro and he said and by the way for a hundred dollar bonus we have a ghost pepper who's gonna eat it and my hand flew up in the air i'm like well (laughs) i like a hundred dollars i've done a lot worse for a lot less (laughs) um that was stupid of me i first of all i don't even get my wings medium spicy it's mild and sometimes they're a little too zesty for myself i ate this hundred thousand billion scoville whatever the hell ghost pepper and my face turned purple the noises that came out of my body were unholy and unchristian maybe that's why they couldn't use it (laughs) they could have done some it was like an it, w- it was like an exorcist had entered my body fighting with a demon. <laughs> I was shooting flames. And then I had to chug milk and then run on the beach. So I almost threw up on everyone. That they probably would have used. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this will come out in some way in some B-roll on some social stuff. But um, this has been awesome. I'm glad everything has seemingly worked out nearly perfectly. You said Brick Bar on Sunday night, right? Absolutely. Awesome. It's going to be a good time. Uh, One last question outside of uh, maybe, uh, obviously, the uh, LGBT community, uh, Quality Toledo. I mentioned, I heard you mention autism. Are there any other um, causes that you advocate for here where we live or beyond? One thing that I am really looking to do, and maybe if you're listening, you can give me a phone call if this is your organization. I really want to start giving back. And one thing that specifically is close to my heart is orphans because I was orphaned uh, when I was in high school. So um, there's so much that uh, people like that need. I was orphaned and an only child. So um, it's rough. It was hard. And it was 20 years of really hard work to build myself back up to get where I am now. And so that is one cause that's near and dear to my heart that I'm definitely looking for opportunities to help these people who need help. Awesome. I will put the word out. Um, Sugar, uh, Keith, Mahogany out there. Good luck. Uh, I feel good vibes. Thank you. And I'm glad we made it through this without Sarah cutting off the interview. Okay, I love it. We did good, huh? (laughs) Bye, Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. Good luck. Let me welcome Officers Hatch and Neil. We are here to talk some recruitment. Um, uh, Officer Hatch, there is a class in right now, I think. Correct. In the academy. Yes. Um, but we're looking a little forward to that. When this is for the next class of recruitment, right? This is for next year. Um, we're going to say uh, March. Um, tentatively, we're looking uh, to start a class in March. So we're 
recruiting uh, right now, we're giving a test this Saturday, and our last test will be around August 20th. So that'll be Saturday the 23rd, right, for those that hear this after the fact? Correct. And then when's that other one? It's going to be August 20th or before. What's up? What's on that test so people can be a little prepared? It's just a general aptitude test. You got um, reading, writing, and a, a video portion. What's on the video? There are scenarios. It's scenario-based, so you have to um, basically pick the best outcome of the scenario. Got it. Um, there are also uh, physical needs that need physical requirements that have to be met as well. Is that after the testing fact and as you uh, before you step into the academy? That is. Um, there are, it's light, physical, not um, nothing real um, tedious, I, I guess. Um, Isn't it like seven and a half minutes? You got to run a mile and a half. No, it's not that bad. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> a friend of my, my friend's uh, fiance has been trying to get in, and whatever that number was, he just couldn't crack it, so he bailed on the test, Aww. and he was kind of stuck. Maybe you can give somebody some insight like this. He he didn't want a no call, no show. But he also didn't want to show up and fail. Ultimately, he did reach out and go, look, I can't crack the number. Right. Um, how rigid are those requirements? Because I know you, uh, TPD, like Speedway and everybody else has a hard time hiring. So are there any relaxed requirements or restrictions to get into the academy? Is everything as solid as it's always been? It's um, They're more lenient now. Um, I think they're going to lean towards... Um, if you are actually giving the effort, mm-hmm. you know, um, because we get people sometimes that we know that they haven't put an effort in and it's just a waste of um, their time, you know, to do to go through all this and take a test and um, not be physically, you know, and mentally ready to mm-hmm. take this test. So now I think they're going to be more lenient on the uh, physical side. Um, but um, saying that you still want to be in shape. Yeah. Um but it goes by your age. Sure. Yep. So, uh, what what are the ages? Because I know that I've aged out of being in the uh, in the academy. So okay. You have to um, park me behind a desk or something. Yeah. Yeah. So you can uh, you can take the test at twenty. Okay. But you you got to be twenty one to get hired in the state of Ohio, um, and uh, it's up to um, what is it thirty nine. You got to be thirty nine before or why before the test is over with. Uh, let's get in this just the, the the lifestyle life of being a Toledo police officer people can not easily look up the academy stuff every time I have spoken to someone doing this I'm like it's good money good money to yep. start and benefits. good benefits good yep. benefits officer Neil hi hi how Th- are you I'm good thanks for being here does anybody ever mistake you for officer dungeon? Uh, no. Um, maybe a 14-year-old girl, because I have a really light voice. Okay. Um, but I am old enough to be a police officer, so... I wasn't saying that. you were. You just, <laughs> you, you just look like a mini Taylor, so... Oh. And I'm a big fan of, of Taylor, like and, Taylor? Mi- and Mylon, yes. Always. Well, as long as I'm likable, then that's that, all that matters. I haven't gotten that yet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you're likable. Okay. Um, how long have you been with TPD, and what got you involved in the first place? So, I've been with TPD. This will be my ninth year. Um, so you started when you were 12? Yeah, close. Yes. Yeah. You're I started 2023, 20, I came on, 22, 23. Um, I moved up here from West Virginia, so I'm not from the area. What, what, what brought you here from West Virginia? The Actually, the pay, because I was a CEO in uh, West Virginia, and I made $10 an hour. Um, I didn't like the lifestyle of a corrections officer. I worked a lot of hours. I um, wanted to move into law enforcement, so I moved here just by 
they were hiring. They picked me up first, and I packed up my bags and moved up here from West Virginia. Welcome to Toledo. We're yeah. glad you're still well, here. Nine years. So, <laughs> um, I, I didn't catch you when you first got here, Officer Hatch. Uh, how long have you been with the force? What initially got you involved in all of it? Uh, Nineteen years. I, I got on in uh, 03, 2003, and uh, I just needed a job, man. I just, you know, basically needed a job with benefits, take care of the family. Um, outside of outside of the extremes, um, the ability to save a life, um, the other end of that is you, you might have to take a life. What are some some uh, perks of the job that you really enjoy? Is it the camaraderie, the friendship that you make? Uh, maybe there's free food in the break room like we have here. Again, outside of those extremes, what are the perks and some of the drawbacks that you guys find in the, in the line of work? Um. Well, the camaraderie, obviously. It's paramilitary. Um, I was former military, so um, I actually went to college for uh, exercise physiology and realized uh, I needed more, I need to lean more to a career that was um, paramilitary. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just kind of did a whole career change and um, enjoyed um, my relationships I made here in Toledo. Um, and yeah. Some of the some of the downsides, other than the obvious, because I want, want I want to be completely forthcoming with people, and you do as well, as we're not wasting anybody's time. What are some of the drawbacks that you, you deal with with the job? So drawbacks is um, if you're not used to high intensity um, situations, you are going to be involved in that. Um, however, our training is very intense, very. We're very well trained as officers, so we're able to handle um, all the situations that we encounter. Um, my um, struggle when I first moved here was uh, Toledo as a city. I'm from a rural area that had one streetlight. I moved here not knowing the area, so I was not familiar with the streets. Um, so the geographical side of things was a struggle for me. But as far as um, police... In general, I think the struggle is you just got to be mentally mentally fit and prepared to handle every situation. But your training helps you with that, right? That, yes, well, yes. Well, Officer Hatch, come over to you with these questions, but I want to come back to Officer Neal for a second. If you could give me a snapshot of this, like a percentage of your week, how much of it is that that high intensity, high stress stuff, and how much it is is it is it more low intensity, um, smaller things, but people are still reaching out for the police board. If you could just put a percentage on that and maybe ballpark it, I won't hold you to anything, but I'm just personally curious. Well, it just depends on um, what shift you work. Like right now, obviously my job's not stressful. I'm in backgrounds and this, recruitment. This isn't stressful right now? Well, I, I can answer that <laughs> if you want. <laughs> no, but it, after three years, you're able to put in bids for different units and different specialized units, and there's different stresses in all units. Um, but as a Street patrol officer, where um, most people start, um, you ha there's a lot of um, situations. You could go be getting coffee at the local um, gas station, and then all of a sudden you get a cold three shots fired, and now you're you're immediately snap into high intensity mode. So you just have to um, be able to um, turn on when turn on that high intensity mode and be able to turn it off when you're just dealing with a normal citizen with a normal, you know, problem that they have. So. Uh, Officer Hatch, some of the, the highs and lows that, that appeal to you about the job or some of the things that you just kind of shake your head at? Well, I just, it's just the media, you know what I'm saying? Cause, um, that's they, us. Yes. But not all, <laughs> not all, not all the media. It, um, just some that depicts that, 
you know, all police are bad and we're not. And we're just out here trying to do a job. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're all still human, you know, so I don't, you know, um, demean anybody or, or, you know, take advantage of anybody or nothing like that because of the uniform that I wear. It For, for years now, even before um, uh, COVID hit and when I had the chance to speak with Chief Crawl and, and Taylor and, and Hassan, uh, friends of mine, uh, the job even before COVID has never been more challenging and because everybody's got a phone, everybody everywhere uh, is under a microscope. I saw yesterday, I'm, I'm originally in Philadelphia, big drama at Sesame Place Whoa. of all places. You can find it all over Twitter, uh, but it's magnified even more so because there are lives on the line with with what you do. So I completely understand that and right. just that mic, everybody's got their phone out um, all the time trying to find you, find a way for you to slip up. Yes. Uh, what are some of uh, other than saving a life, um, whatever it might be, what are some of the high points of the job that you really like that people might not, not might not see? It's just, um, you know, we don't have to be pat on the back, you know, for every little thing that we do. Um, it's been times when I worked the street where I, I would get out and, uh, you know, help a lady with her trash can, um, you know, help a kid, you know, get on a bike. It's just little things that, the you know, um, the general public, they still... Um, they still thank you for, yeah. you know, so it's just the little things that, um, and this job wears many hats, you know, one day you might be a big brother, you might be a stepdad, you might be, you know, it's just many hats to just, this uh, uniform that you wear when you put it on. So, uh, officer, you talked about after three years, you might be able to uh, step away from, uh, being on patrol um what are some of those opportunities if somebody is considering um work with the police force but maybe doesn't want to be out on the streets right so the great thing about toledo police department is that we're a large department and we have many specialized units and many opportunities for people to um go into those units um so for instance um if after three years, you know, you decide you don't want to work on the street anymore and you want to be a detective, we have our own detective bureau, which is, you know, if you work for a smaller department that only has 35 officers, um, usually everybody's a detective. We're not us. We, we have, we're very busy in our detective bureau, so we have um, officers that are strictly just detectives trying to figure out um cases so that's a big pay bump too right um yes so the um we uh we have it it go yes it it, your pay increases um you get court time overtime um overtime's potentially time and a half so it's almost fifty dollars an hour um so people don't realize the extra incentives that you have as a um, Toledo police officer. So. Uh, also, uh, like community engagement stuff. I know Officer Dungeon had kind of uh, segued over to that. There's Officer Chayib driving the ice cream truck, things like that that are, uh, I guess, more, uh, more more social involvement with the community, shaking hands, handing out ice cream, doing this stuff. Yes. So we do have we have all kinds of units. We have um, that which is actually um, community services where we have officers just specifically out in the community trying to help citizens. Then we have you know our vice narcotics. They deal with um, just the drug um, task force, and we have gangs that deal with the gang violence, and those officers specialize in those units, um, so they can just focus. They don't have to focus on call-to-call service. They can just focus on the gang violence. You're not West Virginia anymore, Officer Neal. (laughs) 
Right. Right. Um, <laughs> Officer Hatch, what does a, a day look like you for uh, having been on the force uh, about twice as long as Officer Neil and probably many out there right now? What's a day in the life of your of your week look like? Um, I just basically I'm trying to get good candidates to pass the torch. I want to see the department thrive, um, but I want the right person to be in the uniform. So that's sure. basically my job. Um is to try to fill these the footsteps of the people that's re- retiring because we do have a lot of retired yeah. retirees I should say, so that's basically the life that I'm living now is trying to get people to take this test if they don't they know anybody that's ever wanted to be a police officer that's still in the the age range and can physically do the job you know to come on and take the test basically. Where'd you grow up at? I grew up by Sleepy Hollow. What? I was a Rogers Ram. Okay. So. Um, let me ask you this. We're, we're serious on the subject. Uh, over the last couple of years, um, when we're having these discussions, my people, when we're doing this community stuff, um, there are there are many ways that we can all improve some of the problems that we read about every day, unfortunately. It, the world is a tinderbox right now, and every day there's, there's a spark, unfortunately. One of the things that I've thrown out there, and others have as well, is... Um, if you have a problem with with a police officer, if you're talking about what uh, what you mentioned earlier would, would bother you a little bit, join the damn force. Right. Make a change right. from the inside. Yes. What kind of response have you gotten in that with the neighborhoods that you've grown up in or some of the inner cities where there are a lot of issues? And you know what? It's like you can either join a gang or you can join the police force. Um, what kind of response in that regard have you gotten? It's, it's still the same. Um, sometimes it's changed, but... Um for the most part, we have been good here in Toledo um, of getting a good response, you know, inner city wise and in troubled areas where people still take the tests, um, even though they might have lived a not so, you know, a, 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 I say a challenging geographical life um, than others. But they still taking the test and have gotten higher. Good. Good. Uh, I know it's important. Um, I do a lot of mental health advocacy, and there are times if I go to Woodward, um, I'm kind of scoffed at a little bit. Depending if I'm wearing the right Black Panther shirt or not, or or the right Batman shirt, it depends. Um, I know looking like who you're working with can can often be a big help. Yes. So when I see a lot of the problems that we have with gun violence and everything, it's like, how about shooting for the good guys? Yes. Um, Be a part of the solution if you want to be. Yes. Back to the academy stuff. I know the chief had said something kind of to inspire or scare the hell out of the latest uh, group of recruits. I think it was like 61 or 69 people. And he said, I want everybody to get through this 100%. Um, We're probably not there. Um, I know there was the girl with the tree, I think. And I know that there are always dropouts. Um, What is your advice, both of your advice, to to push through? Because the first week, the first month has to be hell where you're thinking in your head, what the hell am I doing? How do you get through that? Right. Um, basically you just have to take a deep breath. Um, you kind of got to isolate yourself from the things that you used to do because trouble will find you. You're, you're, you're not looking for it, but it will find you. Um, when I went through the Academy, I pretty much was a hermit. You know, I, I, I studied, I stayed at home. I did pushups, sit-ups, you know, and just, um, you know, I paid a little Xbox here and there, but you know, you got to have your mind, you know, um, and you got to get your mind right. In, in order to take this job because it's not you'll never be the same once you get this job you'll never be the same person what are some of the things in the academy that are different from when you went through it as opposed to now well when i went through um the only difference i would say would probably be the year i mean things are still the same um it's the same building um the same route that they run um the weather was a little different because mine was in december and they're they're all here in the you know summer and stuff how about like the intellectual that. and technical stuff um 
It's still the same. It's just different people, you know. Um, so you got you got a lot of good um, trainers. We got a lot of good officers out there just um, putting in work, just training the academy um, cadets in order to, you know, be the best they can be when they get on those. Did, did they give you, because I, I get invited in um, every so often to speak to them to talk about mental health situations. And I have a great friend that I, I present with. Uh, she's at the extreme. I am, I am the only person that I could be in danger would be myself. Okay. That, pro- that stuff probably wasn't spoken much about when you went through the Academy or was it? Yeah, we did scenarios, but it, it's more prevalent now. Yeah. It is more prevalent now. Yeah. Nobody wants to pull a weapon out. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to get physical. I mean, we can solve a lot right. of our problems with words. Right. Um, Officer Neal, what, what would your advice be to that, that, that hellish first week or, or first month where somebody's like, what the hell am I doing? Other than thinking about the $25 an hour rather than $15 an hour. Right. So the first two weeks is not OPADA. Um, not OPADA classes, not OPADA hours. So the what first, that, what does that mean? OPADA is um, your certificate on what you get when you graduate as a police officer, um, and that's what you're going to be training. It's all OPADA hours, all certification on the state. Um, so the first two weeks, it's going to be yelling, kind of like a boot camp. They're going to have drill sergeant hats on. Um, they're there to weed out the people that isn't aren't mentally prepared to be screamed at because you are going to be screamed at on the street you are going to have to handle high intense situations um those are it's they're there to weed out those people um now i can say for this class and i've only been in the backgrounds unit for uh three or four years but um the people that i put through for this class most of them were prior military so this last class we only had a couple drop out and the year before, we had 11 drop out the first two weeks. Um, and I think it's because we're getting more paramilitary people, more prior experience with the yelling and screaming. But honestly, you just get through the first two weeks, and it's it's like class at Owens. So, um, As we get closer to wrapping up here, uh, some details. Where can people find out a little bit more? Is it still tpdhire.com? Yes, that's correct. And I think it's like like once you're out of the academy, you get paid. I know one of the, the perks that we have here is you get paid while you're in the academy, right? Yes. yes. And it's like forty five grand as soon as you step out. Well, um, it went up. It went no. up a little bit more. Yeah, it went up a little bit more. Shame on two. <laughs> <laughs> so the full the full base rate for 2023 is what they're going to be at. Um, once they get out of the academy and out of training is thirty four seventy five hourly. And that's gonna be the base rate. They actually get a fifty cents hour for being working the street and a fifty cents an hour for working off shift. So they're gonna be at thirty five seventy five an hour when they reach that base rate after their training. And incredible city benefits, right? Yes. 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 Uh, The medical. If you have children, the medical is amazing. Uh, TPDHire.com. A couple of tests coming up. The last one, Officer Hatch, should be around August 20th or so? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, Good luck uh, with all this. I know it is an extreme challenge uh, to get people in, but it sounds like uh, we're, we're doing it with the, parent, uh, with the people leaving the military, so that's perhaps uh, a way to grab some people, And because I know we need people out in the streets. Yes. Um, last last couple of things, is there with, with this platform, is there anything you'd like to share out there? Um, we got a big voice right now. I know there's a lot of people running red lights, because the cameras are off right now, and some <laughs> of the places I sit on the internet, I see repeated questions like, why do they just let people go? Anything out there you want to throw out? Um, it's you, we have the platform right now. You can share it out there. I just, 
basically, I, I really just want people to um, spread the word, try to get people to take the test. Like I said, we got one this Saturday. You can call today. Um, our number is 419-245-1075. Um, give us a call. We'll sign you up, um, get you ready for this test Saturday. If not, then we got another one before August 20th. Um, and, you know, that's that's it. And stop running red lights. Yes. It's and dangerous. Stop, stop running red lights. Uh, Officer Neal, Officer Hatch, thank you so much for the time. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you for Appreciate us. you. Yes.